0: The QuackCast, Revenant Edition, number 218. It's called the Beekeeper. Sentinel Chicken? My bees, my bees. Rita afar, a.k.a. the Beekeeper. A while back, I saw a hospitalized patient with cellulitis of the arm. That's an odd place to get a cellulitis. It looked like a typical group A streptococcal infection, but Why? One of the three questions I try and answer with every consult. What is the infection? How best to treat it? And, of most interest, why do they have it? Why, why, why? Sometimes it is luck. Blind, stupid, simple, doodah, clueless luck. But I want an answer that is more satisfying than bad luck. The rule in infectious diseases is people usually get what they're exposed to. So I start asking questions and discover that the patient is a beekeeper and deliberately stings themselves on the arms and the legs. Two bees, or not two bees, is that questionable? To each arm and leg each and every day. The bee stings supposedly help their joint and muscle pain from some undiagnosed arthritic condition. They combine the bee stings with bee milk. Just how does one milk a bee? I think I would be an utter failure. Two bee-related treatments I had not heard of. I have discussed honey twice before on the podcast, but bee sting therapy? What rat holes would that take me down? My first thought was, poor bees. The sting is a delivery vehicle for the therapeutic agent, bee venom. Stinging is fatal for bees, so the treatment causes almost 3,000 bee deaths a year. My wife is a big-time gardener, and in the summer, I sat in the yard and watched the bees come and go while she slowly dug a hole, three feet wide, six feet long, six feet deep. It's almost finished. I still can't discover what she hopes to plant in there. But the bees were interesting to watch, and it is sad to think about their little deaths. Mosquitoes? They deserve death, but not bees. The trauma of a bee sting is certainly enough to result in a secondary infection. But what, if anything, is known about the microbiology of the bee stinger in venom? Could that be the source of the infection? Bed bugs, for one example, have been credited with both MRSA and vancomycin resistant enterococcus transmission. Bees have, quote, a distinctive microbial community of approximately nine bacterial species clusters that inhabits the bee gut as is likely for all creatures with a gut. The stinger and the venom? Sterile, or mostly so. Products in the venom have a reasonably potent antimicrobial action, and, quote, given the environmental conditions and the nature of the bee venom, a high microbial load might be expected. However, the microbial load was almost non-existent for most samples. This shows that bee venom produces its own antimicrobial protection system. So I could not blame the bacteria from the bee venom or the stinger, just the bee-related trauma. So it was half the bees. What about bee venom? Many a biologically active molecule was first discovered in nature and then refined to optimize its effects in humans, he says, while sipping a combination of various processed yeast derivatives. Mmm, processed yeast derivatives. I mean, if we can stave off dementia with products derived from jellyfish... And if there is any creature with a better memory than a jellyfish, I can't remember it. Why not therapeutic bee venom? Bee venom has 7,043 hits on the PubMeds dating back to 1926. Man, that's a lot of papers on bee venom and more than I can review in this podcast. So let's wander through a few of the more educational or entertaining. First off, the volume of venom is small. A drop of venom is mostly water and one drop of bee venom is 88% water and only 0.1 micrograms of dry venom. 0.1 micrograms is not a lot of material, although not quite homeopathic levels of nothingness. It takes 1 million bee stings deposited on a collector board to make 1 gram of dry venom. That 1 microgram of bee venom is, quote, an extremely complex blend of peptides, including Melittin, adoliptin, apamin, and MCD peptide. I'm sure I mispronounced those. It also contains enzymes, most importantly PLA2, and compounds of low molecular weight, like bioactive amines, such as histamine and ephedrine, and minerals. Still, that drop of bee venom is potent stuff, remembering back to the time I was swarmed by ground, a nest in the earth, not chopped up, bees. Bee stings hurt at least to the unexposed parts of your body. To treat patients, you can either apply the poor bee directly, or bee venom can be harvested. Venom can be gathered without actually killing the bees by passing an electric current through the hives. Quote, when the current is turned on, the bees that are on the sheet automatically stick out their stingers, and the action of the muscles pushing the stinger also pumps a small amount of venom out of the end of the sting. I'm going to avoid some not-safe-for-work comments here. I know, grow up, Chryslip. Uses of bee venom? There are many purported. Rheumatologic diseases especially, arthritis, cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ALS, and much more. Dr. Novella has written about venom therapy from a neurologist's perspective. There is evidently no disease process for which bee venom cannot help. Call me skeptical, but when an NRLM therapy purports to treat everything, it likely treats nothing. Arthritis is the most popular use of bee venom, supposedly because beekeepers do not get arthritis. Is that true? I could not find any epidemiologic studies to confirm or deny the idea. Perhaps my Google foo is lacking. But there is a specific beekeeper arthropathy, quote, Beekeepers have a joint disease apparently related to bee stings. Pathogenesis is unknown. Mechanical trauma, venom compounds, infection, and foreign body synovitis are factors that are thought to influence the pathogenesis of this syndrome. Some references suggest therapeutic bee venom has been used for 5,000 years for arthritis and the treatment is mentioned in the Bible. Always a reliable source for science-based medicine. None of the footnotes actually point to the section of the Bible where bee venom is used, and when I searched the Bible for bee or bee sting, I got nothing. And this drives me nuts. The medical literature often has references that point to articles that do not support the text or do not even exist. You will find this frequently if you spend a lot of time going back to the original literature, as I have done in my career in infectious diseases. So what about bee venom to treat arthritis? Quote, It is known to be effective for musculoskeletal diseases, including arthritis, arthralgia, and immune-related diseases because bee venom has anti-inflammatory and analgesic effects. You know, that's always been one of the primary characteristics of a bee sting, the marked lack of inflammation and pain. It does make me wonder why anyone would try bee stings as a therapy for inflammatory conditions, the alleged lack of disease in beekeepers notwithstanding. This is not to say that at pharmacologic doses, milligrams or even grams of bee venom products could not have wide-ranging effects. Mice and rats have been injected with a variety of bee venom products, such as phospholipase A2 and melatin, if I pronounce that right, as examples, at high doses with a variety of effects on the physiology of those poor animals. I am skeptical that these models have much to do with the treatment of human disease by the laying on of bees. Are there human studies? Well, actually no. All the clinical trials I have found that use bee venom use them on acupoints or with acupuncture. So there is already a huge overlay of NRLM medicine. That is true of most of the bee venom studies for other diseases. It is used as a form of acupuncture. So even where bee venom was compared to placebo, it was part of acupuncture. Odd, really. And what conclusions can be made from a placebo-controlled intervention added to a bogus medical theater? Nothing. I cannot find a clean, i.e. a non-traditional Chinese pseudomedicine-based randomized placebo-controlled study a bee venom in humans for the treatment of arthritis. And there are the nonspecific effects of pain and anxiety. Both of those can lead to an increase in cortisol and perhaps need to be taken into consideration in any study design. Not everyone uses bee venom as an acupuncture adjunct, however. Some use the bees directly with, quote, seven to 10 live bees used to sting the aching joint, and this is done at least three times a week. I mentioned this to my wife, who did not believe me at first. Are they nuts, she asked. I just shrugged. I could find no studies evaluating bees directly, and it would be difficult to come up with a placebo bee. Placebo bee, by the way, has no hits on the Googles. But I have no doubt someone clever could come up with a placebo bee. So do bee stings affect rheumatologic processes? I can't say from the literature, but I would doubt it if for no other reason the dose of venom is too small to cause any systemic reactions besides an allergic reaction. And no surprise, B-venom therapy has frequent side effects. Quote, the median frequency of patients who experienced adverse effects to venom immunotherapy was 28.87% in the audit studies. Compared to normal saline injection, B-venom acupuncture showed a 261% relative risk for the occurrence of adverse events in the randomized controlled trials. The solution to that problem? Well, really, how does one ensure, quote, the practitioner's education and qualifications regarding the use of bee venom therapy is appropriate? I wonder what the tuition of NRLMU would be. The bee venom should give around half the population pause. Quote, the findings of this study showed that repeated B-venom treatment by sting or injection to adult male mice resulted in a significant decline in testosterone levels, sperm count, sperm motility, and a very significant increase in the percentage of abnormal sperm morphology. Also, there was harmful testicular histologic changes in the structural organization of the seminiferous tubules and degenerative changes in the germinal epithelium compared to control group. So this might not be the best therapy for male infertility. I will admit I am skeptical about this study as well, but I have asked our exterminator to give it a go for our mice infestation. Beekeepers are also the origin of other bee-related investigations. It was suggested in China that beekeepers were also resistant to COVID-45, perhaps because of recurrent bee stings. It wouldn't be because beekeepers work alone outside in protective gear. Nah, it has to be bee stings. It wasn't. In further study, bee venom therapy was not protective against COVID-45. Is being a beekeeper protective for cancer and other medical problems for which bee venom has alleged efficacy? I can't find it, and I doubt it. Leave the bees alone. They have some serious pollinating to do. That ends the QuackCast, Revenant Edition, number 218. References are available at Science-Based Medicine from the article entitled The Beekeeper, Sentinel Chicken, published 1st, November 17th, 2022. Thanks for listening. And as this is mid-December, I wish everybody listening a generic non-denominational seasonal greeting.